0: It's episode six of The Boost with our guest, Ben Statham, Director of Operations for Nashville Treatment Solutions. All right, welcome to episode six of The Boost. I'm here with Ben Statham, Director of Operations from Nashville Treatment Solutions. Ben, how are you?
1: I'm good, Steve. How are you?
0: I'm doing excellent. It's a beautiful spring day. I'm feeling good. The sun is shining. So, I don't know. I can't complain.
1: I hear you. Today was a beautiful day to wake up. And it's like, you've been through the winter this whole time, and the rain and cold, and it's fine. Like, some warmth and sunshine, and my neighbors are, like, walking their dogs. And it's like happiness, you know?
0: Happiness. Yeah, everybody's out walking, running, Uh, You know, I love, I love the concept that everything moves in waves. So coming out of winter, building up into spring, there's something just so refreshing about it. So, uh, and it's great to see you again. Uh, We met at the mental health marketing conference in 2022, Nashville Treatment Solutions was kind enough to be a sponsor of that event, which, which was really fun. It was such a special time and it was cool to meet you there. And I'm glad we get the chance to talk again.
1: Me too. I appreciate you asking me to come on. Yeah, Last year was a great experience for me to, to really open my eyes to the amount of individuals involved and what all it takes to help this community. It's, you get to meet a lot of interesting people and people that dedicate everything to this. So I appreciate you inviting me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And some of the reasons I'm excited to talk with you, in addition to just talking with you, is that you've, you've built brands from the ground up. You know, you're not simply an architect in the ivory towers, you've built things that have taken you to different seats in the house, so to speak, and you get to see it directly from different perspectives. And I think that always rounds out the experience to have um, to know, you know, directly, whether it's admissions or operations or marketing or BD. So I definitely want to get into that. Definitely want to talk about Nashville with you a little bit. Although we also have some Atlanta connections. My brother lives in Atlanta and I love to get down there, see him and his family and go to Antico pizza or King and Duke for a burger. (laughs) But before we jump, I want to start with two things, which we'll always start with, which is the virtual hug and then the shameless plug. So I'll explain both of those. The virtual hug, let's do first. That is simply been tell us somebody or something you're thankful for today.
1: I'm thankful and grateful for three main people in my life that believed in me and gave me an opportunity to rebuild myself, uh, some confidence in myself, and put me in a position um, that they trusted me to and helped me be successful as a man just trying to do better in life. And, uh, you know, the individuals, they're, they're close to me, I'd say Lake, Ben and Evan. Those guys, man, they, uh, very grateful for them. I don't think I could ever, uh, repay them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they probably don't expect you to, if they're people who really want to build you up and make you sort of the the best they can do and be with their influence. It sounds like they've, uh, deeply impacted your life and and raised you up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. They, they helped, help shape me for, um, the man and I get to be today.
0: Hmm. Well, I'm thankful for them too, then I'm going to jump on that bandwagon.
1: So
0: so the shameless plug is, uh, we're doing a lot of hard work. You're doing beautiful work and not that you are, but we certainly don't need to be ashamed of it. So right at the top, I want to just hear from you about the work that you're doing, the work that your brand is doing, and and help the audience uh, just hear it directly from you and understand what you're what you're building, what you're working on, and um, you know any of the why that you want to share. What what gets you up in the morning and all of that. But tell us about the good work you're doing.
1: Yeah, man, thank you. Um, so Nashville Treatment Solutions was designed for the patient after they get to go. They go do their detox and inpatient treatment. Kind of bridge the gap from confined space of treatment, which is amazing. And I think it's needed, Uh, but that transition a lot of times for me too, when I was leaving treatment was the, to, to life as a, as someone that does not know how to manage some of those emotions and tasks that needed to be done. And then also Hmm. the continued treatment outside of that, I think that was the idea of what we wanted was to be able to give them long-term treatment while integrating back into life as a young man, a young woman, or uh, somebody that is corporate. Even we have a nighttime program, too, for professionals or anybody that has to get back to work and does is not afforded the time to do long-term treatment um, was to give them a space of that recovery and life can be fun. You know, a lot of me and a lot of people that I run into feel as if their life ended, you know, due to the, the circumstances and the things that's led them into these treatment centers. Um, and it's a very dark place a lot of times. So for me, my mission from the very jump, and I was taught this a long time ago, somebody did it for me and I was like, I want to be that guy. And it's to show them that like, you can have fun. You can be happy. You can do the things that you grew up loving. You can have new relationships. You can rebuild a life that you didn't think you could have. Like I have a life today that was impossible. Impossible. Like I didn't think I could do anything. There was a point in my life where I was bedridden for three and a half years and due to some injury, I was an injury I was in and I, I kind of gave up. And If I went back to that time frame, I would have never thought that I could be Happy, successful, content with where my life's going Um, in the relationships I have with my mom and dad and my friends. Like, I try to use that to give these guys and girls hope and show them, like, yo, I I did it. I promise, like, it's possible. So I try to not only give them hope, but I also want them to see me happy and see that they can have it, too. And that, let alone, like there's work to be done, but it's, it's doable. So don't give up. Yeah. A lot of people give up and it's maybe accidental overdoses or, um, they've been to treatment multiple times and they're tired of freaking hurting and trying. Hmm. And it's like, don't give up. Yeah. You know? So I try hmm. to be that guy that always picks up their phone when they call anybody that has a question. Like I want to be there because someone was there for me. Yeah. So that's my vision is to help as many people as possible.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, uh you can look at life as a game and I don't think that's uh I don't think that's unfair to say, you know, um especially when you look at it in the lens of game theory and when you're playing a game for the first time, you oftentimes uh don't don't do all that well simply because you don't know what the end of the game looks like so you know we can find ourselves in these miniature games of being down bad you know being being hooked on something some kind of addiction um you know putting ourselves in a place that we we didn't realize we could get to and then this new game unfolds which is where do i go from here so you are from your own lived experience and your industry expertise you are you're something of a A coach yourself, or something of a uh, somebody who is raising people up from that and saying, Hey, I sort of know, or I do know the structure of this game you're playing, and I can help you with it. And we can have some fun along the way as you take steps up and take steps forward. Um, But simply, simply knowing or having somebody in your corner who knows. Hey this is how the game unfolds and the the end game is very different and and time slows down and it gets hard because life is certainly short and sweet but life is also long sometimes and especially when you're um especially when you're you're hurting and when you're alone and when you're 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 struggling I would say so it sounds like that's sort of something of the role that you're playing and why why you get out of bed every
1: morning Yeah absolutely I mean there's somebody here or somebody today that needs to hear us, you know, that, that whether they've in our facility or their mother's calling or anything that may, they're looking for some type of hope. And and if I can be that, I want to be that, you know, I want to be that for anybody that, that will listen, you know. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't affect them today, there's a guy that was in my life about, I'd say 2014, 2015, who just his presence alone and him listening to me. Now, I kept struggling for many, for, for more years to come, but I will never forget his presence around me, how he listens to me, how he carried himself in the hope of just like him talking to me and telling me about his life and what it used to be like and um i actually ran into him i hadn't seen him in about probably three or four years and i ran into him at a wedding recently and like i was speechless speechless man and i have a picture somebody caught it and got a picture of it um all i could do was hug him you know and it was there was no words that needed to be said because it was just that that guy impacted me a lot i never forgot how he treated me and i make sure i don't even have to make sure it's like built in me these days of like i try to be that for anybody that comes into my life that that needs it you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing that he was just that was just what he was and who he was just in yeah. your life and and it, not even really tracking if there was some kind of outcome i mean of course he wanted the best for your life but just simply being himself and being a positive influence for you and who knows how many other people, you know, we can sort of lift up with our, once we kind of clear out our own sludge and and get to the helping phase of life, it's amazing who you, who your life might, might touch.
1: Yeah. Because what if it's, maybe I, maybe there's no change today. The people that I'm talking to or, or we reach or you get to reach today, but what about Three, four or five years down the road, they remember our conversation and how we treated them with respect, that we listened to them. We took their words and listened to what was going on and we responded with kindness and hope. And five years from now, if they can remember that conversation, something just clicks, you know what I mean? And they come yeah. back to you five, six years down the road. And they're like, man, I, I remembered that conversation. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's cool. You know,
0: that is cool, and that's let's play in the long game for you. You know, he's thinking about he's thinking about eighty year old Ben. He's not thinking about you know Ben today. He's thinking how can I invest, plant some seeds, you know, water these, and it and it takes time, you know. And oak trees take a lot longer than onion plants to grow, you know, as they say. So you know, there's something to be said about playing the long game with what you're planting.
1: Yeah, I just think, yeah, uh, you never know, you just never know what you could do to impact someone's life. I mean, you see, uh, even if it's not the short even, uh, you know, we I've seen some videos on YouTube or Facebook or wherever it was of like a police officer talking to someone that's about to jump off a bridge or in his car. Okay, the mm-hmm. last one I saw, I think was in his car and like someone just that police officer just wanted to, he listened to him. He just listened to him, you know, with kind and being loved, being loved on. And sometimes that's what people need, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be heard, to be seen, you know, that's a big, that's a big term. I'm going to see my therapist or what have you, you know, and even how you've set up the start of this conversation with, you know, those three people, when I ask you who you're grateful for, it's three people that you're most grateful for. And then you go right into, I think your relationship with your mom and, and, uh, you know, it's so critical not to be alone, you know, and, and sometimes even our, our addiction or our mental illness, a a symptom of that is to isolate and be alone. And that's, that's part of the challenge, sort of the, the co-occurrence or comorbidity even of, uh, of a multiple. Uh, kind of multiple things happening at the same time, which I know is part of your specialty is sort of you know is, is the bio so Sy- the biopsychosocial aspect of addiction um and, and since this is a podcast on promoting mental health and and marketing falls onto your desk in addition to the other hats that you have worn or are wearing, I want to talk about sort of a an organized structure of of market strategy which would be the question, why is Nashville Treatment uh, Solutions in Nashville? How did it get there? And, you know, talk a little bit about the facility facility considerations under the umbrella of patient experience. And then let's get into branding, brand strategy, and then some of the tactical digital marketing or whatever it is that you're drawing uh, some traction from uh for your business and and some things you're learning but start out with the Nashville component of Nashville Treatment Solutions and you know when it came to your PHP program and uh, intensive outpatient program and the detox component why did you land in Nashville
1: Yes that's a great question um so we we were originally out of Atlanta all of us and we happened you know one of one couple of the owners ended up in Nashville And took for some type of trip and just started looking into what's around here for help for people. And there weren't, at the time, there weren't too many models of what we did. There was a, there was one model that's very similar to ours, um, but it's a little bit south of the city. And we saw the space was needed. Um, especially the platform and the way that we do things is very flexible for, for, for people that have roadblocks to get and help, um, and work. Um, then just being in the city, we thought it was like the perfect opportunity. There were some programs up here that also had their residential. Some of them had like an IOP component to it, but. When we saw, hey, well, there's not really anything that does full PHP all the way through IOP to three times a day IOP, three times a week IOP, and then also adding a nighttime program for people that either had to take FMLA or got to get back to work. Uh, that way, they're still getting treatment. They're still getting the needs met that they need to continue their recovery. Uh, we just thought Nashville was the perfect location, so it was still close from where we're where we were born and raised. Um, I was open to relocating. I, you know, I'm not I'm not married, no kids, really just kind of doing what God put in front of me and what my mentors are suggesting. And I, I trust the people in my life a hundred percent. And we got here and uh, met some really cool people that have the same goals and visions as us. And it lines up perfect. And it ended up being, uh, great man like there was no like doubts it was Mm -hmm. let's get here let's help people let's build something cool let's build something that's not there and we did and it wasn't like just throw a dart on the map trying to find the place it was yeah nashville was a growing city especially since Mm -hmm. we've been here it's already grown a lot since i moved here in 2020 which was a crazy time to move here anyway it's a wild time Let's moving in the middle of covid um open open a business but it yeah an in-person meeting. business I, the reason i liked it so much was there was no like you know you come to a new city and you want to meet all these people man like everything was closed so we focused on hey how do we make this the best opportunity for people when they get to treatment what can we so there was just like we just put goals we try to make changes we try to do this and then we achieve them and then we just kept growing and growing so there was no like really much distractions we just tried to build something really good i think that was the benefit of coming in the middle of covid but nashville i think was just the opportunity was there and we jumped on it
0: jumped on it well it's certainly you can't you can't discount the industry expertise of You know, being in Atlanta, having some experience in the industry, and then coming to a market where you can you can almost quickly in your head do the pro forma, you know, based on growth trajectory or population mixed with what's the service mix or what are the solutions already in market and where are they, you know, south of town is different than north of town or or downtown. So you could you could pretty quickly sort of that expert blink reaction you know, without doing even too much analytics at the time say, Oh yeah, there's, there's a gap here. And it comes down to how can we solve a problem, which is at the end of it, what makes businesses successful? If there's a problem you can solve with enough quantity and quality. Um, So that's, that's foundational for me to sort of help understand. Um, So, so go into something you mentioned there, which was hey we want to we don't just want to do this we want to do this uniquely so across the patient experience what did you, what were some of those things you baked in that you felt like this is really unique or this is different i mean unique the word is literally one of a kind so it doesn't have to be unique necessarily but what makes it what makes what you do stand out how you're building it intentionally
1: i think because we were so intentional and i was very tunnel vision of patients getting the experience I wanted them to have of not just like another I, you know, I I had my experiences and I just wanted to take little bits and pieces of the facilities I had been to and be like, I like this about this one. i like, I didn't like this, about this one, but I really want to add Mm -hmm. this to this mix. And, and that was just based off of my experience. Um, Now, we also have input from other clinical people that that we needed, and I think we just wanted to do what was going to be best, and I think we all had a lot of different experiences that we wanted to add to this, and there's some things that we were like, okay, well, with this modern day that we live in, how do we best effectively help the population here? And that's what we went with. We wanted to be flexible. We wanted to make sure that they were getting the right help. We wanted to make sure we had the best professionals we could acquire. Um, mm-hmm. That way, they get everything we dreamed of them getting. And it was not yeah. easy. <laughs> it was, but we were dedicated because we loved this, you know. So we were we weren't going to fail. We were, yeah, we loved that, it.
0: that gets you through. Yeah, love's powerful. At the end of it, it gives you the grit sometimes that you need. Um, and then you are also smart too. I mean, you know, great artists steal. They they look at what's around them, and there's again no shame in in taking the best ideas you can and pruning the rest, and and using that to cause growth. So. Okay. So you, you identify the market, you identify sort of the unique value proposition. Talk to me about branding and did you, did you just home roll it with Canva like what I do or did you engage a marketing agency or did you hire a designer? How did you get to the name and the branding and the logo mark and all of that?
1: So I, I, I can't take credit for the logo. Um, that's that's Lake Barrett. That's Lake Barrett's baby. He he made the logo, and I think he played around with a couple different models, and and found the look that he was looking for. Um, and then just the name, uh, you know, the solutions is a big in the recovery world of if there's a solution. So we wanted to be mm-hmm. a solution to a lot to what's going on and why people are reaching up for help. And I think that was a big. One of the, well, Nashville, it's in Nashville, we're downtown Nashville, where that's a unique thing about us, downtown Nashville, um, and we're treatment, but we're also a solution. There is an answer to this. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. think that was three key words for it is where the location, what you're doing, and there is an answer.
0: Yeah, man, You you could really overthink a name, but that is, from an SEO perspective, pure gold you know because and from a domain perspective nashville treatment solutions like that's meeting meeting the patient exactly where they are or the future patient um you know i run this conference and i can't take credit for it either i didn't have anything to do with the name or the branding um austin harrison came up with it but he called it the mental health marketing conference and it couldn't be a better name for exactly what it what it is you know he could have called it infuse or something you know some kind of like interesting fascinating name and there's certainly cases to be made for interesting names but from even just a business argument a lead acquisition standpoint nashville treatment solutions gets you right to the heart of it
1: yeah and i think the branding um you know we do do a, a lot of seo and digital marketing Uh, A little bit of Facebook. A lot of it's a lot of us personal Facebook stuff. Uh, People know our lives, what we do, friends, family that we've run across throughout the years. Uh, And then our local community, you know, just letting everybody know what we do, that we are here. Uh, We are smaller. We're not like a big facility we'd like to be mm-hmm. one day but we're, we're pretty mm-hmm. pretty i don't want to say like mom and pop but we're small enough to where every patient here knows every person that works here mm-hmm. you know um, but i think um, the digital world is getting big these days and it's a tough market but uh, hopefully we can start competing a little bit with that
0: yeah, okay. So let's go into that a little bit. So the w- what are sort of the top uh the top ways that you're driving traction? You mentioned Facebook, you mentioned some digital SEO things. Is that is that where you get the most of your success right now and then and then maybe a follow up like w- what are you trying to solve for in the digital world because I mean, I can I can barely keep up with Facebook. Um I just don't I don't, don't totally connect with it. But that's not to say i'm i'm making the smartest move by sort of putting that second but from my approach linkedin is wonderful because we're sort of a b2b play Uh, but for you you're you're driving directly to the consumer quite often or the patient
1: well with the facebook stuff is i think it's great when i add stuff to our page it's for either parents of or loved ones of a patient they've sent here for them to to remember us and to be able to share or uh, people that are just in our network on Facebook mm-hmm. to be able to know that we do exist. And there's maybe there's like uh, every six months someone remembers, hey, I, I know Brian over at Nashville Treatment Solutions and my cousin's needs help right now. Let me call him. I saw this thing on Facebook the other day were a couple months ago. Um, but I think SEO is probably the biggest thing that we rely on. Um, the B2B or the really business development of traditionally doing business development is getting a little tough for, mm. for, for us. There's a lot of business development reps out there. And, um, some of them are, you know, highly skilled and been doing this for a while and, and kind of got a couple of the markets, you know, to where it's hard to break into, but I think mostly is our digital and then our alumni and the friends and families, um, it's probably our biggest tool.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what are you trying to solve for right now? What's something that you would love to optimize that you're not quite I don't know, you're still, you're still chipping away at it.
1: I'd say awareness of us getting our brand out a little bit more um, because like we mentioned earlier, I had my, my hands in a lot of different things here. Um, and I had a tough time focusing mainly on this or mainly on this, which I would neglect business development because I was busy with operations or um, medical. And so, I think moving forward, starting uh, probably a couple months ago, is like I, my goal is to try and get uh, awareness out about us and just develop our brand further away from Nashville to let people know, like, hey, if somebody needs to get out of their state, needs a fresh start in a new city, we offer a platform, um, hopefully mm-hmm. around 90 days, for them to come and rebuild their life or kind of reel in their vision of what they'd like to do in life. Um, give them time to heal. So I think that would be something I'd like to work on is expanding uh, my reach.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And focus and depth can help you do that when you're, you know, that's interesting. You're, you're in Nashville, but you're thinking we could be maybe a solution for adjacent state states, certainly, or, or the South or anywhere really where somebody's looking to Nashville, which is such an attractive city i mean you've been here some years and you've even seen some incredible growth trajectory of this city and everything it brings and offers so you know rising tides floats your boat there um but then also there are a lot of people looking to have a fresh start or something and you're you're thinking how can we position ourselves to be ready and be in the consideration set uh for those people too yeah
1: yeah, especially mm-hmm. you know, we have uh, a lot of good results with people coming to us from Kentucky, from Georgia, North Carolina, uh, Ohio, mm-hmm. especially We've had some people come from Ohio, Kentucky, come through our program, rebuild their life here. They end up, you know, get some cool little job and they get an apartment. Actually, one of them works for us now. Uh, that came from mm-hmm. out of state, came here, did this thing, got a got a job, rebuilt himself. Um, and now he works for, works here at Nashville Treatment Solutions. It's actually. That's rad. rad. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, and that's like, man, what a, what a cool thing is to like leave, leave home or leave a place of your environment that you struggled for so long, couldn't seem to get out of the struggles in that environment. Not that like, that's the answer. Just leave wherever you are. It's not, but cause there's work to mm-hmm. be done, but to be able to go somewhere and start, it's kind of, it's like a clean slate, you know? Yeah. You get to mm-hmm. be, hey, this is who I want to be. What let me try and build this and, and be be who I want to be and start fresh. I think it's such a cool thing.
0: Yeah. I mean that's that's a very Zen mind is the beginner's mind, you know, and the beginner's mind has all sorts of possibilities and options, especially at least speaking from my own experience, once I once I clear the, the crud out. You know once i empty myself then it's then i'm open and and ready and accepting of sort of what's new and there's again back to the game the game theory you know it's playing the game again and you get you get a second chance and and why not take advantage of that you know that's that's so encouraging to me um so maybe maybe connected with that let's say let's play this game okay uh, you're coming into Kentucky, let's say, or Georgia, you're going to, you're going to open up a new facility and this, this is for the executive director out there who's listening or the, even the provider who's going to hang up a shingle and get started. What, what's your word of advice for them knowing what you know now, or maybe a different, slightly more vulnerable way to put it would be, what would you maybe, what's one thing you would do differently? If you got the chance to do it again, what would you make sure you did this time?
1: This time, if I got to do to do what you're saying, um, first thing I would do is is get connected immediately with the uh, recovery scene, the recovery world, whether it's the mental health and substance. Um, learn what's going on. Understand the community. Also, get involved with the resources that are already there, uh, mm-hmm. the mental health facilities, the substance abuse, start building those relationships and seeing how you can help them out while you're continuing to build your program is something I think I would do.
0: Okay. And why is that? What's the, what's the driver or the benefit for somebody setting up shop? What's that get them ahead?
1: Well, I think it, 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 cause it's a community, man. Um, you're not in this alone and not every person has access to our treatment center. Not every person has access to other treatment centers. And sometimes you can be a resource to somebody or they, you, the person down the street can be a resource to you or to help somebody you may not be able to reach or your facility is just not capable of, of helping a certain client or patient, um, or the, the level of care is not correct when you get the patient or you're talking to a mother or loved one. And I think the best thing about it is you're in this together Hmm. because it's a, the recovery world and mental health world and substance abuse world is there's been a stigma. And I know the media and a lot of people have been doing a lot of great things for mental health since COVID and it's been amazing, but there's still been this stigma and it's like, we want to stick together to help as many people as possible. We're not against each other. You know, like I, I, it's kind of felt that way a little bit when I first moved here from. Yeah, I'm not gonna, there's certain people I had met, you know, kind of maybe because I was a new person in town. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to work as a community. Um, I actually just recently got involved with. Um, we're starting to do a recovery fest here in Davidson County in Nashville. They haven't had one since COVID, so that's something you you probably would like to attend or be a part of. I think it's going to be huge for our community. So it's just like, hey, how how can we best serve the community in any way possible together? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I uh, I I hear that. I have related. I have a friend who's. An absolute genius like you have do you have a friend who's just like absolute Mensa smart
1: yeah, it pisses me off
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, it's humbling, it's humbling, and also i like i I'm always like always learning from him and uh and he defines community partially as a consistent cadence of communication, and so you know when you're thinking about marketing and you're thinking about. Am I or are we an outsider in this community or an insider in this community? Nashville certainly has a reputation for being uh sort of a, a big city with a small town vibe. So there is some of that, I think. Um although that's changed. I, th- I think that's changed or changing. Um, but certainly the your point about community and and simply being there in a conversation a regular conversation no matter who it is it could be your your parents or it could be your business partners or you know people in the community that you want to outreach as tiring and as, as sort of wearing as it is it's important to have consistent marketing for example and have consistent messaging because consistency for me goes so much farther than you know a single amazing campaign that i think is going to move the needle it's more often that i show up and i'm i'm there every day or every week and i'll get comments that are compliments to me around wow i you know you're prolific on linkedin or you're you're always doing you're always working on this and part of that is the linkedin algorithm that is just you know they continue to look for fresh new content that's relevant and so they they circle that to whoever is out there um but but wrapping that point up that you just made um about stigma you know certainly we've had plenty of awareness mental health awareness in the last 3 to 5 years very different than maybe 10 or 15 years ago but stigma has to do with me just like simply not leaning away or turning away from the problem and moving neutral. And then there's this whole other leg of work um, around the collective and around our responsibility to the collective and to each other. So not only is it just, uh, let's not have stigma, it's, it's proactive. And it's about how can I do the work in my own life? Just like that, just like that amazing friend you mentioned at the beginning who's planting seeds in your life. You know, that's inspiring to me because it's, it's way beyond just stigma reduction and it goes into investment and, uh, and human kindness and so many things that I think are actually where, where we're, where we're heading as we stumble forward.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, what? what I'd like to think is like, what can we do moving forward? Like, and you know, we can talk about it and it's, I think thing people like you, what you do putting on in this awareness and putting on these conferences makes it easier for people to talk about. It's like the consistency you're talking about showing up. And also if you, I think you probably feel the way I do is if this is my life's goal, you know, like this is what I'm, I'm doing my work that I, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. So how can I show up? And how mm. where am I supposed to show up to best benefit my world? And if I can yeah. be consistent with that. And it also takes away like the power that maybe one individual may have their opinion about, you know, mental health. And it's like, well, well, Steve, I see Steve, he's he's always showing up in the positivity and the things he's trying to do to help people and and Ben's doing this and that. Mm. He's always there for when people want, need someone to talk to. Um, I think, like you said, being proactive and just the awareness that it's not a bad Everyone has their struggles. I don't know what there is to hide. Like, where everyone there's. I don't know. I mean, I know everyone in my family and the people I've ran into. Like, everyone has some degree, I believe. I could be wrong, but of mental health, whether it's depression, sadness, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar, emotions, just unable to regulate. It's like, why do we need to hide that? You know, Mm -hmm. Who do I have to prove that I'm such this strong man, which I want people to see in the back of my mind. It's like, I know I need to portray this person and be this guy to show up for people so they can count on me. But I have, Mm -hmm. you know, now there's certain... Ways that I do be vulnerable, uh, to let people know, like, I'm not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. cause sometimes people can take advantage of your weaknesses with you. Expose them. And it's like, I just want to be real. I want to be authentic. I want to know that I don't know the answers to everything. You know, mm-hmm. I need help sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, we'll
1: little, little roll with that.
0: <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it's great. I, uh, I, I think, I think there is something powerful about being vulnerable and you're right, like people can take advantage of it. And, and at the same time, there's net net, I think some strength and power, uh, even from the stoic perspective, like if you read stoicism at all, um, it's sort of like the idea of, oh, you saw my weakness. Oh well you don't even know you don't even know half of the weaknesses I have you know oh that's a good one but you don't know the you don't know the great ones let me tell you the great ones and that takes so much bravery and such a lack of ego that generally the the response is wow that's that's real strength that's real authenticity and uh you know there's a lot of nuance to that and a lot of social rules and regulations of course that we could get into but yeah good for you for Telling your story, um, using your story for good and and then using those ripples to impact other people's lives, because you could be one of those people that 10 years from now, somebody says, oh, man, Ben Statham changed my life, man. He just showed up and he changed my life and uh, he didn't even know. And then I ran into him at a wedding and, you know, gave him a big hug. Like that's that's just eternal recurrence, you know, as Nietzsche says, like just things happening over and over again.
1: I, I hope that happens that, that Me too. full circle, you know, life trying to help people. Yep. You know?
0: Yep. Yep. Keep doing the work. Um, so just to wrap, thank you. I, I knew the time would fly and, um, oh, you know, just sort of a yeah. soft, <laughs> yeah, I know like are we ten minutes no we're we're coming up on forty five minutes um so just uh, a fun question to end tell tell us something you're reading or listening to these days. It could be a book or podcast or album. Uh, I saved the softball for last, but uh always curious to know what people are consuming
1: so I actually have i don't let me see if it's in my book sorry, actually it's in my living room, so all right it's this three sixty five journal that I have. And it's to help me track uh, my goals and my accomplishments um, and my struggles. It's like a, mm-hmm. a one and a half page thing that you that you do. Um, and it also has meditations in it. I'm not big, big reader, um, mm-hmm. but that's one of the thing. That's that right there is probably the coolest thing um, I got going on with.
0: That's the, cool. And you do that every day. That's the 365 I miss some
1: days when I get, well, lost, yeah, but yeah, I, 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 mean to do it every day.
0: And yeah. I'll or that's the practice.
1: Like I've missed a couple days and I'm like, I'll get, like, oh, I gotta get back on, it, you know, hmm. but I'll check that out. That in my life that, that showed me that because there, well, there's another guy too, who talked to me about what's deep into meditation and the power of positive thinking in how like manifestation stuff it's like believing that you can accomplish things um Mm -hmm. it helps with my self-confidence and so i kind of took it to the next level with that stuff i really believe in stuff like that Mm -hmm.
0: i'll check that out i uh i do a daily writing exercise which is basically just a big brain brain garbage outlet you know every morning and uh, I could be more refined. I think maybe the 365 Journal is a is an a, a elevated strategy, um, but it's so helpful. It's just so helpful to clear it out. You know, it's flow, just like blood flow or airflow or anything else, you know, mind flow.
1: Yeah, it's called Project 365. Maybe they'll see this podcast. Okay. Shout out Project cool. 365. Shout out Project 365. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I hope we bring you a a bit of awareness in the market and, um, you know, we've got sort of a national audience, so who knows uh, what the reverberations of this conversation will be. But I've certainly learned a lot and enjoyed the time. So Ben, thanks for for coming on the show and taking time and uh, putting your best into it. I really appreciate it.
1: No, Steve, I appreciate you taking time and reaching out to me to do it too. Uh, I've never been a part of anything like this, so it's cool to see how many people we can try and affect. And, it, you know, with the digital world now and Zoom and all this, and if people run into podcasts and are able to hear me and chat and realize, hey, like there's some, some dudes that, that got something good going on, maybe maybe I can try and do what they got going on and see if it'll help. Then I think it's a great tool that we that we have this platform. So I appreciate it. Yeah,
0: so for sure. We're trying to do what we can. You know, you build a mountain – you move a little few stones at a time and keep doing that. So keep on Ben. And with that, we'll, uh, we'll sign off, but thanks again. Have a good one.
1: Thank you, Steve.